Oh, hi. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, quite frankly, it is the one that bums us out the least. Now, back in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now teaming up with somebody who is not in your quarantine pod is it's frowned upon. It's more frowned upon than trying to talk about Bruno. So for now, it is one comic against another. And to win this battle, each of our comics will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been saving in a moleskin notebook all throughout isolation to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. That title will automatically give their opinion on, let's say, Che Diaz more weight than a civilian's. You're listening to Troubled Waters. All right, let's meet our teams. Our first contestant is the creator of the alt comedy show Uncabaret. She is a living legend, and you can check out her audiobook, So You Need to Decide, right now. It's Beth Lapidus. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm so well, happy to be here. So happy to see you. Great to see you. Uh, congratulations on the book. I, uh, I will toot my own horn and say that I am a part of it. You're and I'm not honored only to be a so. part of it, a great part of it, your story. And Thank you. let's just say, can we say it involves the Indigo Girls and leave it at sure. that? Sure. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a stellar story. And, oh, thanks. And, it's cool. real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all it's real. The book ripped. is all real. Decisions and stories mm-hmm. and heartbreak and love and loss. But yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, it's exciting to have it out. And I'm excited to have people be hearing it. Who else do you interview in this book? Uh, I interview Bob Odenkirk. I interview Phoebe Bridgers, Scott Frank, uh, Dana Gould, Meryl Marco, Julia Sweeney, like that. Legends. 20, 20, legends, legends. Um, top to bottom. Top to bottom. It's just uh, Ryan O'Connell. So many great, oh, uh, all sorts of Guy Branham. Uh, yeah. Great. It yeah. is called So You Need to Decide, and it's available now. Get it. Uh, Our second contestant is a comedian fresh from Oakland, California, and her debut stand-up album, Black and Blue, comes out February 4th. It's Corinda Dobbins. Hello, Corinda. Hey. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Congrats on the album. Thank you. How do you feel? I'm excited. I'm really excited for it to come out. All right. Uh, Took a lot to get this album out. Yeah. Yeah. Takes a lot to do everything, especially in album. Good Lord. (laughs) Uh, where'd you record it? We recorded it in San Francisco, but we originally were going to record it like a year and a half ago. Well, yeah. uh, and then, um, you know, things happened. Things happened. We things went happened. inside. Yeah. Yes. But it's now out. we're back out. Kind really? of. Black and blue. Thank you for being here. Uh, all right. We have met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters in this world, pop culturally speaking. So players, if you're ready, you will be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the last couple of weeks. Beth, what you got? You know, not tragically overlooked, though there is tragedy in it, it, I just can't stop thinking about Ruth Langmore in Ozark. I mean, that character 
is just, I mean, okay, the whole show, fine, but we don't have time for that. Just Ruth, just Ruth's face, just Ruth being this young girl who so wants life. She so wants it and she's so getting in her own way and she's so trying, but she's also emotional. I mean, we haven't really seen this character and she's just riveting. And I just can't, I mean, of course, seven episodes took, you know, half a day and that's it. And now we wait again. Okay. All right. And not overlooked. I, I tried to find no. something overlooked for you, but it was everything overlooked was so depressing. I didn't want to talk. About yeah. It. Everything is just looked basically right <laughs> Everything's now. Everything's right? so looked, see? Yeah. Do, do yeah, you, do you watch the Ozark? See, I don't, but now you've got me wanting to. Okay. Here's what happened to me with the Ozark. I watched the first half of the first episode three times. And I just kept mm-hmm. saying, ugh. Yeah. Then I tried with Mitch. For some reason, watching with someone, I was able to get through. What it's kind of, it needs you need to give it like two episodes, just two, okay. and okay. then you're in. Yeah, you'll, okay. you're, yeah, mate. I don't. Yeah, I, I worry that I don't uh, have the emotional bandwidth for something that is like disturbing or that you yeah. know that might make me sad or whatever. Like the last couple of years have very much been about uh, Shit's Creek. It's got to be like at a Shit's Creek level. Honestly, even that r- requests too much of me. I need old <laughs> game shows on. Oh, Blizzard. okay. Okay. I need old episodes of Top of the Pops. I need just pure I, mindless entertainment. I, I wish I could. I'm getting come. dumber by the minute. And I, I want to hug you. I want to hug you. Yeah. It's not safe, but someday, <laughs> okay. someday we'll do it. All right. Ruth is your buzz in word. Kalinda, what you got? I have a story about a nightclub in Houston mm. uh, that used to hold some of the biggest uh, hip hop names, including like Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. during COVID. Uh, of course, it was a non-essential business and he turned it into a grocery store. So the title of, of the article was like Beats to Meats. So Beats to meats. Uh, I think this is an incredible story. I mean, he went from booking rappers to wrapping fresh fruits and vegetables. So I'm I'm all in uh, for wow. this story. Wow. Oh, I want that story. That's such a good story. Beats to Meats. <laughs> Wait, I have another story. <laughs> Beats to Meats. That's such a good like word. boys to men, but somehow different. Beats to meats. Right. Okay. Right. It's Ruth versus beats to meats. You can shorten it to beats if you want, but that those are your buzz in words. Okay. Keep them at the ready as we get this porty sorted. Let's do that with a game we're calling Yankovic Schmankovic. Oh, no. The, uh, the news, oh. as you may have heard, uh, has just been uh, been... It has been revealed that uh, former pretend wizard Daniel Radcliffe has been cast as everyone's favorite food obsessive song parodist Weird Al Yankovic. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Uh, everyone here at Troubled Waters agrees. This is an example of that increasingly rare thing called unalloyed good news. We're just excited about it. So to celebrate, we are going to give you some lyrics from and some titles of Weird Al Yankovic parody songs along with some lyrics and titles that we have made up to trick you. Uh, you will have to identify whether what I'm giving you is Yankovic, i.e. a real a Weird Al Yankovic song, or Schmankovic, something one of our writers <laughs> made up to make themselves laugh. Okay. Number one. So buzz in words. Ruth beats. Okay. Number one. A parody of Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll, reconfigured to be about ice cream, called I Love Rocky Road. Ruth. That is yes, Schmankovic. Schmankovic. Nope. It was no! on his first album, recorded in 1983. There you but I go. I got to say Schmankovich, so that's it's a win. It's just fun to say. It's fun to say. It doesn't get you anything, but it is fun to say. 
Uh, number two, a parody of the Spice Girls Spice Up Your Life called Fluff Up Your Rice. Beats. There you go. <laughs> Smack of it. Correct. That we made up. Fluff up your rice. That's too much work. work. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Number three, lyrics here from an R.E.M. parody, but are they Yankovic or are they Schmankovic? That's me on the statue. That's me with my pants down, pooping like a pigeon. (laughs) Beats. Beats. Yes. Schmankovic. Schmankovic is right. And and why? I don't think he could talk about pulling down his pants uh, in that era. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, yeah, he's not a poop guy. He's not, he's not, not into poop. scat. No. Uh, two points for you for that one. Uh, yes, you were correct. Uh, okay, number four. Did, okay, he did not do Pooping Like a Pigeon. But did he write this parody of R.E.M.'s stand? Spam in the place where I live. Ham and pork. Think about nutrition. Wonder what's Ruth. inside. Yes. Yankovic. Yeah. That's a Yankovic. That is Yankovic. That is from his movie uh, UHF, as a matter of fact. Okay, number five. A parody of Beyonce's single ladies called Scottish Kayleys, which included the lyrics, all the Scottish Kayleys, all the Scottish Kayleys. You put your hands up. Ruth. Yes. I'm going to say Schmankovic. You're absolutely right. He doesn't doesn't trust our, our deep knowledge of Scottish culture. I had to have that, like, done out for me phonetically. Yeah, that, that, that's and too... And I'm clued inter- in. That was too international. That was too international for old Weird Al. He's yeah. very American. And that right now is weirder than ever. Uh, okay, number six. Uh, this parody of the song Lump changed to be about Forrest Gump. He's Gump, he's Gump, he's Gump. He's not too bright. Okay, guitars, guitars. Yes. Yankovic. That is Yank. It's Yankovic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yankovic. 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 Which is so much funnier than Yankovic. It Yankovic. is. <laughs> it is. It's weird. It's just funnier it, to say. Number seven, a parody of City Lopper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun called Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. Beats. Ooh, yes. Kalinda. Yankovic. Yankovic is correct. Uh, this number is eight. add in. It's Corinda. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Kalinda. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I am absolutely certain. Oh, damn it. Kalinda is the first time. I, I appreciate okay. that. That's new. Well, listen, I'm I'm bringing a fresh energy. That's weird uh, Al's Corinda, version. I'm sorry. I'm very That's sorry. That's weird Al's Corinda. version of your name. Yeah. There you go. It's a parody. <laughs> That's um, the remix. Okay. Uh, number eight, a parody of Lord's song Royals called Soil with the lyrics, hey, I bought you some soil. Soil. Ruth. Yes. Yankovic. I don't know if it is. I just want it to be. Uh, well, it's wrong. Yeah, no. Schmankovic. Yeah. (laughs) Wanting won't make it so. It was (laughs) fake. Weird Al did write a Royals parody called Foil, in which he adopts the persona of a food hygiene obsessed conspiracy theorist. (laughs) So at the end of that round, Corinda uh, has four. (laughs) Bethel Peters has three. Okay. We're off to, we're off to an early lead, Corinda. Uh, Let's see if I can hold on. Let's see if I can hold on. Let's see if I can keep uh, not calling you Kalinda. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, now it is time for a round we are calling Broadcasting. It's a pretty well-known bit of trivia that Eric Stoltz was originally cast to play Marty McFly in Back to the Future, but was eventually fired and replaced. Had a lot of scenes reshot with Michael J. Fox, who had been Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale's first choice anyway. So that's an extreme case. But in this game, we're going to ask you a series of questions about casting decisions that nearly were. 
have your buzz in words at the ready, but do listen to the whole question before buzzing in because we might throw you a curveball. Okay. Number one, Tom Hanks won an Oscar for a different Robert Zemeckis film, but it had originally been offered to John Travolta, who turned it down to do Pulp Fiction. What movie was it? What Tom Hanks movie nearly starred John Travolta? Oh, my. My. Um, and when you try to picture it, you can't. I'll, I'll give you that hint. Ruth. Uh, Forrest Gump. I'll just say Forrest Gump. I don't think it's right, but I'm saying it. Well, guess what? It is right. It is right. Can you imagine a John Travolta Forrest Gump? Mercy, I mercy cannot. No. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, number two. While Tom Hanks almost lost out on Forrest Gump, he did lose out on the role of a sports agent going through a personal crisis to a different Tom in what Cameron Crowe film? Beats. Yes, Corinda. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is correct. The script had been written with Tom Hanks and Winona Ryder in mind, but by the time uh, he finished it, uh, Tom Hanks was too old to play that part. There you go. Well done. Uh, All right. Number three, before the role was rewritten as more comedic for Eddie Murphy, what action star was attached to play Axel Foley in Beverly Hills Cop? I'll give you a chance to answer before I get to the multiple choice. We'll go to the multiple choice. (laughs) A, Bruce Willis, B, Sylvester Stallone, C, Steven Seagal, or D, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, Ruth? Yes. C... What was he? <laughs> Steven Seagal. Yes. <laughs> Steven Seagal is incorrect. Corinda De Steele. Um, I'm going to say Bruce Willis. No. Also incorrect. It was Sylvester Stallone. Oh. oh. Wild. That would have been bad. But you know, it, threw me, bad. Off. it threw me off <laughs> because you said non-comedic. And sometimes Sylvester Stallone has been known to play a comedy scene. Yeah. Not well. Yeah. And I, only lately. Uh, yeah, yeah. Number four, okay. speaking of Eddie Murphy, he was originally offered the title role in what B-themed horror franchise that recently had a new reboot set slash sequel or requel? Beats. Yes, Corinda. Candyman. Candyman is correct. Candyman is correct. That would have been a different kind of disturbing. <laughs> Number five, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman was originally cast to play a role that eventually went to Harrison Ford, but he left because he didn't want to do the action scenes. In Beats. Ooh. Okay, it is multiple choice, but if you got it, oh, Corinda. No, go ahead. No, no, no. If you got it, you, you don't lose anything for guessing. Uh, I was going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh. Beth, do you want to take a swing before I get to the multiple choice? I'm going to secretly say I was also going to say that. Okay. So go ahead. Okay. So go ahead. All right. A, Star Wars. B, The Fugitive. C, Blade Runner. D, Patriot Games. Sounded like I was going to say E, but I wasn't. Yes, uh, Corinda. Uh, I'm going to say Star Wars. Incorrect. Uh, I'm Ruth. Going to say um, The the Fugitive. No, it was Blade Runner. Wow. These are are putting images and and scenes in my head that are are weird and disturbing. So Uh, Number six. It is interesting. Uh, Okay, number six. Ford also almost wasn't cast in one of his most iconic roles, Indiana Jones. Uh, What mustachioed actor and one-time Monica Geller love interest was originally cast in the lead of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, uh, Ruth? Yes. 
I don't think this is right. Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck is correct. He, uh, That's he what had to I was going to say. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Shouldn't second guess myself. You mustn't second guess yourself, Corinda. Mustn't. Big life uh, lessons he, here. Big life lessons. Big life he's lessons. From, he's from my hometown, actually, Detroit. Re- really? I, yes. kn- I didn't realize. Tom Selleck. And now he's like selling, uh, you know, catheters on reverse, Fox reverse News. Reverse mortgages. Reverse mortgages. Worse. <laughs> Good lord, uh, but yeah, he uh, he was originally cast, but uh, the pilot for Magnum PI got picked up, and he was contractually obligated to the series, so he had to do the series, and we got Harrison Ford instead. Uh, number seven, one of the surprises we learned about with the recent passing of comedy legend Louis Anderson is that he was originally cast as one of the leads in the pilot for which famous '80s buddy sitcom? A, Bosom Buddies. B, My Two Dads. C, Perfect Strangers, or D, Elf? <laughs> uh, Ruth, yes. I'm just going to just fly with uh, my two dads. Incorrect, Corinda. I was wishful thinking. Uh, can, you, can you give me the choices again? Yes. Uh, Bosom Buddies, my two dads, which is incorrect, Perfect Strangers, or Elf? I'm going to say Bosom Buddies. Ooh. Not correct. It was Perfect Strangers. <laughs> Louis Anderson was replaced by Mark Lynn Baker. He would not have played the bulky character. He would have been the, okay. uh, the straight man. Uh, okay, number eight. Although director James Cameron insists he was always against it, what juicy football star almost got to play the Terminator? Uh, I'll, I'll just say, Ruth, I don't. I literally don't know the names of any football hmm. players except for Joe Namath. Okay. <laughs> Incorrect. And only Joe Namath, because a boyfriend once said, I reminded him of Joe. (laughs) You know what? I think I know this one. Okay. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is correct. Oh, yeah. O.J. Simpson is correct. Uh, In Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography, uh, autobiography rather, he claimed that when he went to his first meeting about the film, the producers had already rendered a version of the poster with O.J. as the term. (gasps) Wow. So there you go. Okay, at the end of that round, Corinda's lead is widening. Uh, she has got seven. Beth Lapidus has five. We're going to take a break. We're going to shake it off. And we're going to come back in just a moment <laughs> with more Troubled Waters. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary it was a couple months ago but we forgot uh yeah completely our our silly show is 15 years old that makes it old enough to get its learner's permit and almost old enough to get the talk wow i hope you got the talk before then a lot of things have changed in 15 years our show's not one of them we're never changing and you can't make us jordan jesse go the same forever at maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Beth Lapidus and Corinda Dobbins. Our next round is called Name That Tube. Uh, This week, the inaccurately titled monthly magazine, Entertainment Weekly, which is so weird. They went monthly and they didn't change the name. Anyway, they released their (laughs) list of the top 25 theme songs of the 21st century thus far. It was only limited to television, so... 
unfortunately, our theme, US, USA versus White Noise by Ladytron, was not uh, was not eligible. Would have swept the whole thing. Uh, our writers have picked a few tracks from that list, and we have clips of the theme songs for you here. We will play a clip. Whoever can name the show it belongs to the quickest will win a point. For a bonus point, after each song, I will ask you both to guess where it landed on EW's list. Whoever is closest will get a bonus point. All right, let's hear number one. She's a magical gal in a small town locale. Here's a Holly who's part machine. I got nothing. No? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Very talked about show um, that played with TV conventions and is, is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, Schmigadoon? Sh- no. <laughs> No. Do you want to just take a swing, Corinda? I'll take a swing. Yes. Is it um, Wonder Vision? Wonder Vision. Yes. Oh, WandaVision. I wanted to see didn't that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. We now know Disney you didn't Plus. see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Just felt like there's so much work to do before you even start it. I haven't seen any of those fucking yeah. Avenger movies. For an extra point, uh, where did the theme song from WandaVision come in in the top 25? Theme tunes of the 21st century. You'll each get a chance to answer. Corinda? I'm going to say 15. Okay. I was going to say 14. I'll stick with it. Mm. Point to you, Corinda. It was 25. Oh, wow. 25. Nice. It was the worst. <laughs> the worst of the best. The worst of the worst. Uh, okay. All right, number two. Somebody said, be what you be. We could be your. Stumping y'all. Wow. <laughs> Some show about breakups. I have no idea. I, I love that it's, we got uh, we got a pair of go-getters. You're not just sitting home <laughs> watching TV except for Ozark. Uh, <laughs> you got stuff to do. What? Any clues on this Yeah, one? we need, we need um, some clues. A, uh, th- this one has a troubled cast member. That who, could be so many. That could be so many things. <laughs> who clashed often with the showrunner who was also... Uh, mercurial in his way. Six seasons in a movie was the goal. I have no idea. That was the theme from Community. Oh. For an extra point, where did the Community theme song come in in the top 25? Theme tunes. I'm going to say number 20. Number 20. Uh, Beth, what do you say? I'm going to say 17. Oh, you were so close, Beth. 16. All right. Uh, but you get a point because you're the closest. What are your favorite theme songs, Dave? Would, do you My agree with their list? Is do you agree with their list? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with their list. Um, because I don't. I don't. Um, and it's all TV shows, right? It's all TV shows. Well, yeah. Is the Sex in the is Sex in the City on well, there? Well, that would that would be last century. It's, and there's oh, no, it's this, it's, this, oh, century, this century. This century. Oh, um, I see. So yeah, I don't know. I do love that Sex and the City uh, theme song. Uh, it's very so emblematic. Yeah, maybe Downton Abbey. I enjoyed. Oh wow! I'm trying to think of like intros I wouldn't skip, and that was probably one. <laughs> um, or oh god, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. But yeah, as I told you, I'm literally doing nothing but watching all the game shows. <laughs> well, what of the game videos. shows? Is there a great theme song? Oh, I mean, Jeopardy. I mean, Jeopardy's great. Jeopardy's iconic. Um, 
the uh, match game Hollywood Squares Hour from 1984. That's a that's a winner. Okay, but okay, here we go. Back to this century. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. Let's hear it. Beats. Oh, Corinda. <laughs> Married with children. No. Beth. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm uh, is correct. Point to you. Where did it fall on the top 25? Number 10. 10 says Corinda. Four. Four says Beth. The answer is 8.2. Corinda. All right. Number the next one. That's my favorite theme song of the century. Uh, Yes, Corinda. I have no idea, but I'm just going to take a stab at it and say uh, the OC. The OC is correct! (laughs) The OC is absolutely correct. That was Phantom Planet, the song California, theme song from the OC. Where does it fall on the list? Number six. Number six. Beth. Number 12. 12. No, it was number two. Point to Corinda. Wow. Yep. My goodness. I'm losing right. so hard. Well, not. Yeah, <laughs> it's you all right. Actually. It's okay. Um, yeah. All right. Next one. Hey, girl. What you doing? Hey, girl. Where you going? Beats. Girls? <laughs> no. But <laughs> you're close. I'm going to guess Gossip Girl. No. Also close. It was, in fact, New Girl. Oh, New girl. yeah. I was too happy for, for, for either of those It was pretty shows. twee. Yeah. Um, okay, where did New Girl's theme song fall in the top 25? 15. 15, says Corinda. 19. Uh, you're both wrong. It was number 10. <laughs> to Corinda. Okay. Uh, let's do the next one. If you don't get this, I'm going to throw my laptop into the street, and I'm going to go to law school, and then I'm going to sue you. Play that again. Let's play it one more time, and I'm, I'm going to give you some hints um, that are the lyrics that I wrote for it just now. In the, uh, okay. Hey, it's Sunday night. Let's sit down and watch some dragons. And they fly. And here's a Game of Thrones. One gets their head cut off. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is correct. I never watched that show. Yeah, I was in it. As soon as you had, as soon as you said cut heads off, I'm like, yeah. I know what it is. Everybody gets their head cut off. That's the bottom <laughs> of the show. Uh, okay. And, oh, where did it fall in the top 25? Theme Number two. Number two. Number one. Uh, nope. Number five. Corinda was closest. All right, let's go to the last one here. Give her a lesson. A girl in love. I can't be held responsible for my actions. I have no underlying issues to address. I'm certifiably cute and adorably obsessed. They say love makes you crazy. You might have gotten a, a hint with the final word you just heard in that lyric. Oh, okay, Ruth. I'll take a guess. Yeah, at, Beth. at uh, my 
My crazy, my crazy ex. Crazy ex-girlfriend is correct. Yeah. Crazy ex-girlfriend is correct. That was the season two theme tune. Where did it fall in the top 25? Mm. Number six. Number oh, six. I was going to say six. Well, you did. Jeez. <laughs> I thought, all right, I'll say, I'll say seven. Uh, seven. It was number one. Ah. Goes to wow. Quinda there. Yeah, number one. Number were one, there, bold. Were, you got to you got to make a bold choice with these lists. I know, if you're a magazine, I know, you got to make a bold choice. Get people on the were internet there any, all angry. Were there any songs from black shows on that list? There was uh, mixed ish, I believe, was in there. Okay. Uh, and then I don't know. And then that was it. <laughs> that was probably it. It is Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Um. All right. At the end of that round, Corinda taking a commanding lead with 16. Uh, Beth Lapidus has eight. We're gonna take another break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters right after this. Prepare yourself for the greatest pro wrestling podcast spectacular known as Tights and Fights. A backdropping audio showcase that helps you understand the world of pro wrestling with a lot of love and no toxic masculinity. Featuring host Danielle Radford. Time to kick butt and chew gum, and I'm all out of butts. Lindsay Cow. I'm a brutal Brit, and my fists were made to punch and hit. And Hal Lublin. I was doing the voiceover this whole time. Hear us talk about pro wrestling's greatest triumphs and failures. And make fun of its weekly absurdities. On the Perfect Wrestling Podcast. Tights and Fights. Every Saturday, Saturday, Saturday on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. Beth Lapidus is here. Corinda Dobbins is here. It is now time for our final game. We're calling this one Pitchboard. Uh, this month, Uncharted is being released onto the big screen, where probably no one will see it because no one's going to the theater. Uh, it is one of the riskiest kinds of movies. It's the video game adaptation kind. The type of movie where someone has gone, you know, watching somebody uh, play a video game and not being able to interact with it in any way is a lot of fun. I bet we can get people to pay for that. <laughs> but why is it always video games that get this kind of investment? I, th I think it's high time we ditch the digital toss some studio dollars at the good old-fashioned analog games that we also can't get together to play with our friends anymore because we're all probably poison. Uh, so I'm a <laughs> big shot movie producer, let's say, in this role playing that we're about to do. You got to pitch me how you would adapt uh, a game that I will give you to the big screen. I want to know casting. I want to know director. Wow. I want to know genre. <laughs> I want to know broadly what the plot is. Um, okay. And I'll assign points however the hell I feel like it. Uh, okay, Beth, you are up first. Okay. I want you to sell me on your screen adaptation of Twister. I'm not talking about the uh, the Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, right. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman tornado movie. I am talking about Right Hand Red, uh, you yep. know, Left Foot Green, Spin the Thing, Get okay. All Twisted Up. I have a vision. I'm uh, seeing it. Okay. So uh, you got a minute, a minute to sell me your time. It starts now. Okay. In this fantastical version of Twister, 
what we're going to do is the actual dots are going to be their own animated characters. So not only do the people play, but the dots have... Uh, this is so we can have sequels, obviously. The, the red is going to be an angry... We've got Danny DeVito in the red. Uh, we've got uh, Emma Stone is the green, voicing mm-hmm. the green. And basically, it's a coming-of-age story that's played out on the board. Um, this is great. Obviously, we, it's a body show. There's going to be a lot of body parts. There's going to be touching show. and sexy, mm-hmm. continued action. It's going to be... Obviously, there's a lot of merch opportunity here. I mean, yeah. obviously, all the money is in merch. We're going to be able to, you know, okay. market these figures, and their kids are going to play at home with them. It's uh-huh. a family with a little R thrown in. All right. I, honestly, Beth, we got to get out pitching something, you and me, because you just said so many things. But I, but I don't, I didn't, I don't understand. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, if you ask me what it is, I couldn't tell you, but I'm like, I'm going to buy it. You just had such confidence with it. Thank you. Um, one drawback though, Emma Stone is green. I'm, I'm still smarting from Eminem's, uh, you know, putting the green Eminem oh. in a, in a in flat sneakers. as opposed to a, a wedge heel. Um, that, okay. that really, I'm very conservative and that makes me mad. Okay. For, somehow. I, so I yeah, four that. points to you. Four okay, points to you for you. that one. Thank you. All right. Karina Dobbins. Uh, yes. should, why? Why should I uh, let you collect $200 in residuals for passing go with your adaptation of the family night ruining uh, board game, misery to play Monopoly? What is your <laughs> Monopoly film or TV pitch? Your time starts. Um, let's see. My Monopoly film pitch stars Will Smith and Regina King uh-huh. and... Uh, they own uh, a street of brownstones uh, in New York. Yes. And there's a group of white dudes who are coming in, led by Kevin Costner, uh, <laughs> who want to uh, take over, gentrify uh, that area. He's wearing a top hat and a barnacle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, uh, he's got a group. And then, you know, uh, we just have like, it, it breaks into like a, a West Side story. Like it turns into a musical like a Monopoly musical. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ke- Kevin's singing, um, I'm going to take your brownstone. And then Will Smith and <laughs> Regina King, they're singing, uh, I'm going to kick your ass. And then, oh, you know, yeah. we just have like a, like a, <laughs> like a, <laughs> a Broadway uh, show made out of that. Great. Oh, I'm <laughs> all the way in on Monopoly with Will Smith. I think it is, it is exactly what uh, he should be doing with his eventual Oscar clap <laughs> from this year. Spend I think it. the studio should buy that. I'm, I, th- I can't hey. believe it hasn't already happened, Karina. <laughs> Let's sell it. Let's sell it right now. I'm in a mood to make some deals today. Six points to you for that one. Let's let's write it. Let's take it out. This is, you know, it's never been a better time to pitch. You don't have to leave the living I know. room. Uh, you can pitch anywhere in the world. Uh, so, hey, listener, when you see it in the theater, I you can know. say, I actually heard that episode where, where the seed was planted. All right, let me tally up those scores. Let me tally up those scores. Uh, Bethel Peters has 15. Uh, honestly, Corinda, you have so many, it's difficult to count. Uh, 28. Corinda Dobbins, you are our winner. Yay! Congratulations. I yes. won something, probably nothing, but fre- thank you. Yeah, no, actually, we don't have any. Congratulations. Before, but- <laughs> 
but you know, bragging rights. You know, the wind at your back as you as you plan as you prepare to release a, 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 a stand up album. I, I appreciate. It. This is going to propel me into my tour. Oh uh, yeah. The, the sales. You know, wind's at my back. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm flying now. I'm flying. Yep. Yep. Big things are happening. All right. Let's let's do some plugging. Shall we? Let's uh, talk about what we're doing that we want the world to know about. And then to write the karmic balance in the universe, something someone else has done that we want the world to know about. Corinda, we'll start with you. Sounds like there's a tour. I'm hoping to tour to support my my debut comedy album, Black and Blue, that you can get uh, on my website, Mm -hmm. CorindaDobbins.com. And um, if, you know, variants allow, uh, hopefully I'll be coming to a city near you. Man, it's a big if, but I uh, I know <laughs> I'm sending positive energy your way. Um, Thank you. What uh, what of someone else's would you like to plug? Uh, I would like to plug uh, my good friend uh, Daya Lakshman Rannon. Her right. debut album is coming out as well. We we taped it on the same night. Uh, her album is called Diatribe. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Corinda. Beth Lapidus, what you got? Um, the audiobook, the original audiobook called So You Need to Decide, which is out everywhere you can get audiobooks. And it's a deep dive into decision making and my narrative quilted with the stories and conversations with so many great people. And um, and people are telling me they're finding it comforting as well as funny. So uh, that's a nice thing. And uh, so that and on Cabaret is not only live, but we're also Zooming uh, still at least once a month. And those are for everyone. So those are those. Are those. Love that show. Um, Love watching it. Love doing it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for your participation. I'd like to plug um, Jen Kirkman has a great podcast about anxiety. And uh, she's so smart. And, uh, and I think your podcast listeners are probably always looking for another podcast. And... Yeah. That's a great one. So Jen and they're Kirkman. definitely anxious, especially fans of Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, extremely anxious. I hope they'll take my. I hope, despite my paltry point pointage, they'll take my my. I hope. Yeah. Hope yeah. I was amusing, Dave. Of I course you were. Didn't point up. Lord. Jeez. Um, I'm going to plug some stuff too. I'm Dave Holmes. Uh, my podcast, uh, Waiting for Impact, a Dave Holmes passion project is out now. Give it a listen. And something someone else did that I want the world to know about. Ooh, I'll tell you what. Uh, my friend, uh, John Butler, uh, Irishman, uh, incredible writer, um, wrote and uh, directed on the new Stephen Merchant series, The Outlaws, which is coming to Amazon in April. Um, and because I'm an insider, I got an advance. It is, it is funny. It's, uh, suspenseful. It is everything that you want it to be. Uh, so check it out on Amazon soon. Uh, make a note for yourself. All right. Corinda Dobbins, Beth Lapidus. Thank you so much for playing Troubled Waters. You there listening with the headphones. Thank you for listening with the headphones and we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Beth Lapidus. Beth, make a noise. Hi. Hi. Corinda Dobbins. Bye. Hey. 
Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. They're too far away for you to hear them, but they are making a noise. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts, and our producers are Christian Duenas. Woo! And Laura Switcher. I said Switcher. Her name is Swisher. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.